welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. And I'm more. He's more, and he's Mark Phelan, my sidekick, my co-host. Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing muy bueno, señorita. So good to be here again. Here we are today. We are talking about love, my favorite subject, the title of the show. We're going to be talking about falling in love and falling out of love, and hopefully falling back in love. So it's something that... Like the bungee cord of emotions. Yeah, well, it is. Love is. And it's something that, you know, the world goes around on love. Does that even make sense? Hey, love makes the world go round, darling. That's what I'm trying to say. Love makes the world go round. And it does. If you think about what drives us, what motivates us, oftentimes it's love. Mm -hmm. Some people might say it's sex. Sex is definitely up there on the list. But love is very much connected to that. And falling in love is such a wonderful experience. And some people fall in love many, many times in their Mm -hmm. life. Some people, I think, never fall in love. And some people fall in love many, many times with the same person. They fall in and out and in and out with the same person. That can happen. Yep. And sometimes people fall in love once and they continue that relationship and they spend Mm. their life with that person. I'm going to say that's rare, but it does happen. And even those people more often than not are going to have periods of time where they are feeling like they are no longer in love. Absolutely. I think, isn't that... It's almost not human if you don't have that moment of questioning it. On a bad day, you can think this or that, but yeah. the idea you're not going to be all on point on a scale of one to ten, an eight and a nine every single you're day. You're not going to be gaga, you know, consistently over time. But I do believe that people have, it can go two ways. They have expectations. So one is an expectation that they should feel in love all of the time, that they should get those butterflies and that feeling mm-hmm. of longing, sexual and emotional longing and desire. And when that stops, they think there's something wrong with the right. relationship. They're no longer in love. They're no longer compatible and therefore probably not the right person. And that clearly is problematic. But there's also the people who have the expectation that you are going to fall out of love and they consider that to be the norm. And that's problematic too. So when they stop feeling those feelings or they stop feeling any kind of desire or longing, they just accept that as, well, that's the way that it is. And both of those are extreme examples, but I really believe things that or beliefs that a lot of people have. And the reality is, like we were saying, a minute ago, in a healthy, thriving relationship as an individual, a healthy individual, we need to understand and accept the fact that, yes, it ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. our feeling of love, our feeling of desire. And when we know that and know what to do around it, how to navigate it, we can have really fabulous, sustainable, long-term, lifelong relationships. So that's why we're talking about this. I mean, think about falling in love falling in love at least initially i don't know pretty easy right i mean i guess it's easier for some people it's a precursor falling in lust i think the falling in lust part is easy yeah 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 maybe easier Mm -hmm. and so do you think that falling in lust is followed by falling in love or not necessarily sometimes we fall in lust and then it ends well i agree with that you can just be transitional and all of a sudden you know what no i'm done light goes off. You know there's nothing below the surface there. 
And I do think that a lot of people get the two confused. Exactly. That they right, they believe that falling in lust, that desire, oh, means that they're in love. Urges. Yeah. Right. Oh, I must love this person. Right. I never felt this way before. But it is falling in lust, not love. And let's right. get clear about that. But falling in lust is pretty enjoyable too. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's what we yearn for. Then, of course, falling in lust and then the lust is satiated. Forget about it. Then you go walking out of the door basking in the glow. But then what else is there? Well, it, it's not sustainable because you, you fall in lust and it feels really good and you're excited and that can last for a while, but it doesn't last indefinitely. So falling in love, I mean, I talk about it in a lot of different ways, but one way to think about it is sort of the stages of a relationship. So the first stage oftentimes is falling in lust and we connect on a physical level, sometimes a sexual level, not necessarily, but there is some physical yearning and longing and it feels really good. And then in our head, emotionally, that's all we can think about this person. I mean, we cannot get them off our mind. We're no longer really thinking about eating or working or anything else. This person takes over. We're in that, that state that is really drug-like. It's intoxicating. It feels really good. And that is a beautiful stage. I always tell people when they're there to enjoy it because mm -hmm. it is temporary. That stage is temporary. It's not necessarily love. That is the falling in love, the in lust. The second stage comes when we've been with this person a while. Now we start to see the reality. We start to see things clearer. We don't have that luxury of making up the fact that this person, you know, maybe not be the exact person we thought they were. Right, we start to see, oh, they don't always act all that nice, or sometimes they get moody, or they do this thing that drives me crazy. We start to then see these things, and they start to see our flaws, exactly. Too. They, they there again, they start to see a human being, yes, a real human being in the evolution. There, there are going to be it's kind of like you, you, anybody who's a gardener as I am, uh, if you've planted a little sapling, it's going to start to grow. There's going to be growth spurts. And all of a sudden, oh, it's going to be this big, beautiful thing. And all of a sudden, it kind of looks like it's dying. And then all of a sudden, it comes back again. And then you'll have a brown leaf and another brown leaf. Oh, man, I overwatered it. And then all of a sudden, it spouts out. It's got to put in solid roots first. Then it can really start to grow. That's the evolution that should take place. And I think a key point you just said was the lust is so overwhelming. It's so awesome. It's so good. And so many people don't start when it starts to kind of abate, which it will, mm -hmm. you go, Oh, I must not love them anymore. Cause exactly. I'm not overwhelmingly thinking I'm 24 seven. Exactly. I think I'm gonna let this go. So that's not love. No. What love is. But they're, what they're doing is nipping it in the bud where it could have developed and evolved into love. They've cut it off because that's what I'm I don't saying. feel that passion anymore. Right. Cause what love is True love is, is when you start to see the reality and see who this person actually is, flaws and faults and all of those things, because none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. They start to see yours. You have some conflicts, you have some awakenings, and you're able to work through it. And in spite of this person's flaws and things that aren't exactly what you imagined. And because of yours, you are still able to love this person and they're able to exactly. love you. It feels real. 
It is challenging at times, but this is what love is. So the falling in love, that's easy. It's this mm -hmm. idealized version. You've got all kinds of transmitters firing and, and uh, you know hormones and chemicals going off in your brain that make it really easy because it's new and it's exciting. And you create this person in your head as the fantasy person. Ah, oh, this person is exactly what I wanted. They like pizza. I like pizza. They like old movies. I like old movies. And you imagine this person completing your life, mm -hmm. taking away your loneliness, making you happy, fulfilling all your needs. And like you said, that person doesn't exist. And when we realize that, and they realize that about us, and we hang in and work through it together, now we're talking about love. Mm -hmm. So that's the stage that a lot of people will give up. Like you said, right. oh yeah, this is wrong. We're not right. We're not compatible. This isn't a person that I want to be with. But they didn't give it a chance. Right. And, and isn't that the ones that you end up six months, a year, two years? Oh, I remember that person. Oh, that was the one that got away. I should have hung in there because you're you now know, in a new though? relationship yeah. and you realize, oh, wait a minute. In comparison, that was so much better. Right. <laughs> And then when I'm in now, right. what did I do? So how do you know when this person is worth working through it and hanging in there or worth letting go of? That is a big question. And ultimately what I'm going to say about that is getting clear about what's important to you and your deal breakers before you even start dating. The other thing is to feel secure about yourself, to feel that you are worthy of love to have worked on your own, we'll say, growth and ability to love yourself and others. And when you do that, you're going to attract somebody more like that. When you are clear about those things that are important to you, and we're not talking about the long list of needs to be over six feet tall, needs to make, you know, over 200,000, needs to drive a nice car, you know, our, our needs change, certainly as oh, we yeah. get older. Uh, but, you know, when you are clear about what those are, Maybe it's kindness, loyalty, whatever it might be. I think kindness is, should be at the top of that list, but that's, mm -hmm. that's me. But when we get clear about that and are also clear about our deal breakers and that way we will recognize it when we see it. But if we're just waiting till we have that feeling, mm -hmm. that's not a reliable indicator sure. of whether this is the person that we want to continue to work through things or not. Lots of people stay in relationships that yep. really are not good relationships right. to stay in. So getting clarity about that is definitely going to make a difference. But let's assume that you, you have done that work. You've done your own personal work, not that we're ever done, but you feel strong and healthy and worthy of love and the ability to love fully. And you know the things that you, that you need and want, but the need is different. Those are the deal breakers and the things that you want from a partner and in a relationship. When you have that awareness and you have this person, and yes, there are things that are going to be disappointing and things that are going to create some conflict and disappointment. But when they are things that you can accept, then you'll work through those things together. So assuming that is that person, mm -hmm. how do you do that when things start to not feel quite as we'll say naturally exciting or arousing as they were at the beginning. And ultimately it's the things that you did at the beginning. 
Think about the things that you do at the beginning of a relationship. You pay attention to that person. You call that person. You dress up for that person. You shave your legs. You shave your face, maybe, if that's what you do. Um, you send them nice little text. You really put them at the top of your priority list, and they know it. They know that you are paying attention to them and they feel that and they're doing the same with you. When we get in a relationship for a while, that stuff, kissing passionately, that stuff, as we talked about last session or from last session in our last uh, show, that stuff starts to die down. When we stop doing the things that we did at the beginning of the relationship, oftentimes that's when the love starts to go down the wrong path. You know, so much of it is just being there for someone listening supporting, getting to know them, and realizing they're human beings that have their flaws, and you have your ups and your downs, your good days and your bad days. And if you think you have this, you mentioned it before, the expectation, when I fall in love, it's all going to be rainbows and unicorns, and everything's going to be perfect. All my problems are going to go away because this person's going to slay my dragons. Right. It's fantasy land. Mm -hmm. That is not a human being, and that's not the real world. So all of a sudden, your expectation is so high no person could do that. And so this person that could be this wonderful life soulmate with you is going to give up going, I cannot be that person. And you're expecting so much. I'm just going to bail. See ya. And then you realize, okay, what's the next person? Then it may be two or three relationships down the road where you realize, hmm, maybe it's me. Well, guess what? A lot of times it takes a lot more than that. Right. Well, if you have relationship after relationship after relationship that isn't working, you do need to take a look at yourself. Now, it could be your picker. Maybe you're attracted to, to the wrong people, or it could be your own, we'll say, struggles. And this, these are opportunities for you to recognize what those are and to work on those. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength and love and appreciation and all those wonderful qualities that we want to work towards to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. When we go to that, that hole, that place of resentment, anger, fear, pain, mm -hmm. judgment, criticism, our relationships will never thrive. Right. And so it really does depend on who we are and being able to talk about those things. And I say this all the time. I say it to my clients and I've probably said it on the show, but this is a, just a truth. It is a fact that relationships will often end. Good relationships will often end when the things that needed to be addressed were avoided. Now there might be good intentions there like, Oh, well, yeah, I know that nobody's perfect and I know that, you know, he didn't mean it or she didn't mean it. So it's not a big deal. I'm going to let it go. Now, sometimes that's a healthy thing to do, but when you find yourself doing that over and over again, things that are unacceptable, when you're just avoiding talking about it for a couple of reasons, one, you don't really know how to talk about it Two, you've tried in the past and it didn't turn out well, your partner just got mad and upset. So you just learn for whatever reason to go into that place of resignation. Why bother? Again, it could be coming from really good intentions. Oh, no, I love him. I love her. It's not that big of a deal. But over time, those things that were important to discuss that got avoided or weren't discussed are the things that will ultimately end the relationship that built up anger and resentment and disconnection. So yes, having some of these conversations can be difficult and challenging. Hey, I'm really unhappy. 
we haven't had sex in a long time and I miss having sex with you. So it's not a criticism or a complaint. It's just speaking from your heart. Mm -hmm. I really want us to talk about this because this is important to me. That's a difficult conversation for a lot of people. But when you don't have that, it's really, really damaging to a relationship. And before you know, you are disconnected. And the more disconnected you are, the more anger and resentment that lies there, the more things that are being avoided are going to ultimately end a relationship or create a lot of misery and dissatisfaction in a relationship. So the question is, we understand the falling in love, the falling out of love. I think we're starting to get some clarity about what does that. It's the things that we do when we don't do. It's not about what our partner does or doesn't do. Because we could easily go, well, yeah, he or she did this or didn't do this, or this is what's wrong with them. You know, we can do that. But ultimately it is in our control, and it's up to us to create a loving relationship. It's how we show up. It's Mm -hmm. what we do. It's what we don't do. And getting clear about those things, ultimately, it's acting loving. It is living in gratitude. It is being honest in your communication, making requests rather than criticizing, rather than complaining. That never works. I hear it all the time. People, well, I've been telling her forever, for years, and she never listens. Yep. Like, are you and speak- then, yeah. then he'll turn around and say, well, you've been nagging me about every little thing. Right. And it comes to you said to, that coming from inside, you find peace with yourself. If you can find the moments of clarity and love for yourself, that'll permeate through. You and have the confidence to speak up. And you want to take care of yourself yes. physically, mentally, emotionally. And, and I've heard and guys, your partner. And I've heard guys say this. Oh, when I met her, she was so hot. She was now she's put on thirty pounds. She then she just lets herself go. They personalize it that like you're doing it to me on purpose, right? And maybe they just had three anymore. kids too, exactly, right? Or yeah. they've got a, they've got a hormone imbalance. They've got a thyroid for all the legitimate reasons, and they personalize it and say you did it to me on purpose. You don't care anymore, so why should I? And then it turns into that vicious cycle. It's like, how about giving a little support? Maybe there's something there. So it's how you speak up too. you know, like, oh man, you just let yourself go. How could I be attracted to you? That's not going to motivate somebody to want to get it together. Right. And you can say, Hey, you know, let's, let's work out together. Let's take a walk. Let's, let's let's try eating. Yes. Let's try eating, you know, more vegetables. Whatever it might be. So being supportive, being loving, and ultimately making this person a priority in your life. Sometimes it means putting their needs ahead of yours, but it's never neglecting your own needs. We have to take care of ourselves, like you said. So it's empowering and liberating to know that we actually are the ones who can change our relationship. Now, if we're giving and we're giving and we feel that we're showing up and we're being we're being honest and we're communicating effectively, not always so easy. And we're being appreciative and we're expressing our gratitude and we're all of those things that we did at the beginning of the relationship and our partner is not at all showing up. We need to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And if they're not willing to do what needs to be done or can't, that's when we can seek some outside help. That's when therapy and coaching comes into play. Mm-hmm. Can be so helpful, and sometimes you do need a third party. Absolutely. And, and how many times have you heard that, that in, your, in your practice? And I've heard it plenty as well. She wants me to go to therapy, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Why? Right. So That's getting a say. divorce. Exactly. I would say, why wouldn't you? Even if you don't think it's legitimate, you don't think there's a reason, you don't believe in therapy, whatever, why wouldn't you go? It's like opera. If you know your wife or significant other loves opera, and all of a sudden you get tickets 
and you say, I'm not going to go because I don't like opera. Why wouldn't you go just to give her the satisfaction, the pleasure of being with you, sharing that moment? You could just that's, hum to yourself. That's loving your partner, by the way, doing things that exactly. you know make them happy. But to get a divorce, by the way, therapy is one way or coaching is one way. But when you're getting a divorce and and I asked people this, what have you done up until now to try to resolve these, these issues or these problems that you're having in your relationship? And oftentimes they'll be, well, I, I told, I told her, you know, over and over again, why I was unhappy. Okay. So that was, I mean, it's an attempt, Mm -hmm. but clearly didn't work. Right. So are you speaking in a way you can be heard? Uh, but ultimately a lot of people will say nothing and people get divorced all the time without really trying Now maybe they think they're trying, but ultimately, to make that commitment and I know we can take it lightly sometimes Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get a divorce or maybe not you know depending on what's going on but have you given it everything that you can because to give up on a relationship because you know you don't like the way someone's talking to you or they gain some weight or you're not feeling those butterflies anymore Mm -hmm. or that sexual desire that's a shame and it's so unnecessary and like you said you'll end up in another relationship and the same thing will happen exactly maybe of a different color, but ultimately you're going to end up unhappy again. And isn't it kind of going back to the original topic? Is it possible that the reason these people can snap their fingers so quick? I have a colleague who's married as a kid, wonderful, all of a sudden just came home and said, I'm not happy. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm not happy. Out of the blue. Right. You're not happy. How about where, give us some, you know, it's like uh, giving a term paper in college and it's one line. It's a ta- it's a paper. Give us a whole story. But this is a belief. I'm not exactly. happy. Therefore, we're not in a good Since relationship. Since you're not making me happy, I need to leave and find somebody else. Right. You're not making possible, me happy. These are the folks that unfortunately should never have been together long term anyway. Well. Well, maybe, maybe it's because they're in the wrong relationship, but if they're expecting their partner to make them happy and they're willing to give up on a marriage because their partner isn't making them happy, I'm going to say it's immaturity, lack of, lack of knowledge, lack of skills. And that's why we're having this conversation to give people a realistic, you know, version of what this love thing actually is. You however much you love somebody are going to have periods of time where you may hate this person. You may want to divorce them. You don't want to spend time with them. They annoy you. That's normal. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. The question is rather than waiting for them to change or trying to control them to be different, what can you do to fall back in love? And that goes back to what we're saying when you are, and I imagine that there's a lot of people listening to this show right now who are feeling exactly what we're feeling. We've all been there, man. I just don't love him anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. love her anymore. I am, I have fallen out of love. So let's take a look at that. Take a look at what you have been doing and not doing. To, That's more the option. To create, yes. What to, you're not doing. It's usually, but sometimes yeah. things you're do, you are doing, if you're complaining, if you're criticizing, uh, if you're spending time more time with your friends than you're spending with, with your partner, there's a lot of things. If you're you know, yelling and screaming. There's a lot of things that we can, we can do and not do that can create unhappiness in ourselves and in our relationship. So take some control of yourself, some responsibility. Think of it as an experiment. Try some things. Act the way you did at the beginning. I promise you, when you act more loving, you will have a loving partner. More often than not. Mm-hmm. No guarantee. But there's right. a, we'll say the odds go significantly up. But at least the effort is being put in. Yeah. So if somebody says, I'm not happy, okay. It's kind of like you make dinner. I don't really like this. You're going to get up and leave? 
you're going to say, you know what? I'm not crazy about this. Okay, what else can I make? If, if you go to a restaurant and you, you ordered a meal and you just don't like it, you just go home hungry? No, you say, okay, what else can I eat instead of that? It doesn't make the hunger go away. You're doing something proactive to solve the initial problem. Yeah, being, at least, being proactive or at least active in yeah, the solution. At least putting right. forth an effort. If nothing else, so when someone says, you never do this, you never do that, really? How about this, 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 this? I am trying to meet you at least halfway. So you get, then you become some kind of an equal term again. Yeah, and you know, I don't believe in the meeting halfway, just to, you know, me and my words. Uh, we, this is not a, relationships are not a halfway thing. They're not a 50-50 thing. Really great relationships are each person taking full responsibility and showing up 100%. Now, we have to be realistic. Are we able to 100% of the time show up 100% of the way? Of course not. Right. But that is something that we want to strive for. And when our partner isn't, and oftentimes our partner, when when they are hurt, when they're not feeling loved, when they're not feeling appreciated, understood, needed, all those things that we like to feel in a relationship, what happens? They end up looking not so lovable. Right. Maybe they get mean. Maybe they get cold. Maybe they do start complaining. When we can see that and recognize it as this person, what they really want, that would be ideal if they could say it, but what they really want is to feel loved. And when we can see when they are in that place of not acting so kindly, hey, tell me what's going on right now. Go to that place of love and compassion and curiosity. Not easy to do, but try it out and see what happens. So as we're winding up the show, this is something to think about. If you are not in love because you were, but you have fallen out of love and you think you're in the wrong relationship, take a really hard look at it. What have you done or not done to contribute to the state of your relationship as it is? What can you do differently? And sometimes it might mean seeking some outside help. Sometimes there are things that you can do all on your own. And again, we go back to doing things that you used to do at the beginning of the relationship, putting your partner's needs ahead of yours at times when they need to be, taking care of yourself and your own happiness rather than waiting for your partner to do it. It really is wonderful for your partner. It's wonderful the re for the relationship. But when we do that, we grow as individuals. We actually feel so much better, not just because of our relationship, but because of who we're becoming as we do this work. I always say relationships push us to be our best selves. It is not easy. It takes a strong, courageous, loving person to be in a really wonderful relationship. And there's lots of opportunities to do it. And, you know, I'm just wondering what you're, what you want to add to that and maybe some, some ideas or tips you have for falling back into love. Well, I, the being realistic, I think is a key point. Mm -hmm. Being realistic, look at your own expectations, your own wants and desires. Like you said, everyone, I'd love to be making 200000 a year and be driving a brand new Jaguar and have a beautiful house on the beach. Those are all things. It doesn't mean because I don't have them right now, I'm miserable. Right. It, there again, my expectation is eventually I'll get those. But right now, day to day, enjoy every moment you have. Rind it back to the time when you weren't in this relationship, when you were alone and you didn't have a relationship. You were one of those people walking down the beach and you see all these couples and go, damn, I wish I could meet somebody. Remember how that felt. Now, is it that lonely in this relationship? Now, that's a giant question to ask because if you feel that you're lonely, is as lonely as you were when you were single, 
then there's work to be done. Right. But what are you doing to and create or, that? Yeah. There are those folks that are doing everything right, but they have a partner who is a selfish son of a bitch yep, that who's walked out of the marriage in more than one way, physically, mentally, emotionally. Yep. And at that point, Try and seek therapy. Try and make restitution and do whatever you can emotionally. Or leave the relationship. Exactly. And and or be ready to walk. There are some relationships that you do want to leave. Exactly. So staying in a relationship where somebody is not showing up at all and you are. Exactly. That is one that you want to say, okay. And it starts demeaning you. Yeah. And starts putting you in a position where you are that, that day-to-day happiness, and now you're feeling less and less because of what they're doing to you. That's a toxic relationship. Yeah, they're treating you badly. They are... Abusing you. Abusing physically, you. Physically, emotion- mentally, emotionally. Yes. Absolutely. Those are all... Yeah. Talk about deal breakers. Right. Maybe they have an addiction and they're not dealing with it. Yes. You can love them and support them, but you don't have to go down that path Exactly. They so- always say, detach with love. Yes. Be there, support them, but knowing they're going to be going through things. I deal with, with uh, veterans every day who got relationships, and unfortunately their significant other is not in tune to what they've gone through. They're not aware. And so they keep having this unreal expectation. This, well, everyone else yeah. is like this. How come you can't do This that is way? why communication is so Gigantic. important. Gigantic. So it's always coming from, and you can't see me, but I, you know, I do this thing where it's like, uh, it's living high. And what I mean by that is not high on drugs, but living high, which means that you are striving to, not always perfectly, but striving to live from a place of, and what you were saying, gratitude, appreciation, mm-hmm. love curiosity, strength, uh, acceptance is a big one. All of those things, when you are working towards living in that place, you will have better relationships. And sometimes it might mean leaving your relationship. When you are living from a place of, of fear and pain and judgment and rigidity, and you are not opening up and you are not, again, doing that work on yourself or in your relationship, you are never going to find anybody who's going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. So again, listeners... If you are in that in love stage and you, you know, you're, you probably wouldn't even be listening to this show, but if you were like, I'm going to say, enjoy it, savor bask, it, literally it, bask yes, in the glow. It is temporary. However, I'm also going to say as wonderful as that is, and it is wonderful that you can have something with time and effort more wonderful, different, not quite as exciting, but maybe richer, deeper, definitely more significant when you can have history with somebody and you've worked through these challenges and you've grown together. That is an amazing blessing in our lives. Never take that for granted. So if you have fallen out of love, you need to make a choice, get clear about it. Is this me? Are there things that I could be doing or not doing that have contributed to this? What can I do to try? Is this relationship worth saving? And if it isn't, yeah, then you can leave. Exactly. And if you need help, get help. Right. Write us, send us an email. Let us know what's going on. We're happy to jump Happy in. to talk about Absolutely. your story, answer your questions. Again, you can go to Lori at lookingforlovepodcast.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing your stories. Maybe a story where you did fall out of love and you fell back in love. And there were some, maybe you have some tips or some things sure. that you did in your relationship. We really do want to hear from you. So please write us. Love being here. Thank you all for listening. You know, we always appreciate it. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Ciao. Amore. Thank, thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.